Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in for Relationship Wednesdays on Powerful Radio. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're a couple of married people that um, also <laughs> do a radio show. During the, the week, I, am, I run a private practice outside of Chicago, Illinois, and we are full service. We do everything from medication management to life coaching to uh, career consulting and damage control. Darren? Yeah, my background is in corporate America, and here at Noel and Associates Counseling Firm, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, resume consults, and mock interviews. Absolutely. Good stuff. So tonight, you know, we are backing up or heading forward into the full swing of holiday season. Yes, we are. Whenever Halloween is over, the world just opens up and all the holidays just glide through. So we've got Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, New Year's, and probably some holidays that we're missing. So if we miss your holiday, do not take it personally. We are just naming the ones that we're like, you know, right, we know about. So there are lots of holidays out there. There are going to be lots of gatherings. So the holiday season is here, and work and family gatherings will abound. You've got to make sure that you keep your relationships in check. Um, right around this time, Every year, people come to me where they've gone to an office party, got drunk, grabbed somebody's back end, you know, got written up, or maybe they went to a family function and they had enough and they, like, yelled and screamed at their mother-in-law, they gave them a piece of their mind, and then their marriage, like, dissolved. Absolutely. Brought up that talk with that taboo topic, and they brought it up at the kitchen table. Absolutely. Said something they weren't supposed to say. Uh-huh. Got found with something she wanted somebody they weren't supposed to be with. Absolutely. Some other kind of uh, situation. So we want to try and help prevent that. Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. So we're going to go through a series of things that you might want to think about when you are meeting up with family um, for the holiday season. And then I have several questions that people sent in uh, to talk about tonight just to get you guys' input and give you our input on what's going on. So a couple things first. Rules of the game. This is our, our radio show that we do. But we are not giving you professional advice because we do not know every piece of your situation. So you specifically have a situation that you need to have more um, data on or you want to have some feedback on, you call us directly and we'll right. help you set that up. Absolutely, absolutely. Telephone number to set that up if you want to set up an appointment to see a counselor here uh, is 630-428-2344. And then the call-in for tonight is 323-693-3835. Absolutely. So definitely look forward to your calls. So we're going to start this off. There's an article in Elle, Elle.com, Elle Magazine, and this, I think the first time we're referencing them as, a, as an article. And the article is titled, The New Couple's Guide to the Holidays. So this is a reference if you're dating, newly married, and even if you're married for a while, I think it can apply. But the title for the, the article here at Elle.com is The New Couple's Guide to the Holidays. First off, they start off with the, with the money, all right, to give or not to give, and how much. So if, you, if you're a couple, you're going to decide, well, how much are we going to spend on one another this holiday? If you're dating, that's a, an important topic, right, especially if you're dating because, you know, hey, this may not last more than a couple months, so I want to spend too much money on this holiday gift. Or you're just, just uh, engaged or, or just recently married, how much are we going to spend on this holiday? So that's a key topic. And from that standpoint, you just want to be on the same page with your spouse keeping in mind your budget, okay, and where we're going to be at. You don't have to be exactly dollars so if you don't want to, but in a range. Are we going to spend uh, $200 or less? Are we going to spend uh, you know, $200 to $500, $500 to $1,000? What kind of range are we talking about giving so, so no one's getting hurt feelings and things of that nature? 
And I think age plays a part, too. If, if we've got, like, 15, 16-year-old listeners listening, man, don't even get anybody a gift. What, what you need to do as, as a young person is just kind of decide to get friendship and make things. Mm-hmm. For couples that are, like, in their 20s or above and they are not in a seriously committed relationship, sometimes I feel like the holidays can promote you to feel more serious and devoted than what you actually are. That's a good point. So you have people that, you know, they're singing in, you know, you know, happy holidays, pieces in the air, and then you go out and buy some girl like a huge gold necklace and she feels like this means we're going to be together forever. Right. When you don't really intend that. So I think uh, having an open and sincere conversation, because I find that a lot of people do talk about whether or not they should give money to Darren, but a lot of people say, no, I don't want anything. Then when they don't get anything, they go, but I expected you to get something anyway. Right, right. That could definitely happen, absolutely. So you want to be open and honest about what you're expecting and what you're planning on doing. Well, be, if, like, if you're in a situation where you're not really in a serious relationship, you may want to do an activity where you're both rewarded for Let's go to a concert, okay? Let's go to a, a play. Let's take us to a play together. Hey, we're both getting something out of it. I'm going to we're paying for it. I'm getting something out of it as well. And I just want to be clear, folks. Expectations and boundaries this time of year are so important. We, I'm always talking about boundaries and expectations. Mm-hmm. But there are people who feel like, when it's Christmas time, they, like, save up $3,000, they run up credit card bills, they give huge expensive gifts, but in my opinion, that's not really worth it. I mean, to me, you really need to be focused on getting to know a person, not getting them huge expensive gifts. Absolutely. Here's another thing you have to decide. Are you going to get the parents of your partner a gift or not? That's a big one. You know, you have to really think about it. Like, so, for example, my mom has, like, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 brothers and sisters. Right. It's never going to be a time where we get all of those cats anything. Right, <laughs> you know, point. so you have to discuss, you know, the expectations that you have of your partner about do you get somebody something, do you not? Here's another question I get asked every year. Basically, I'll put it in plain English. People tell me, Dr. Noel, I cannot stand my in-laws. Mm-hmm. Do I still need to get them a gift? You know, that's something that you guys have to discuss. You have to discuss. Is it? Can you have a double standard? Like, can I make you get my mom something, but me get your mom a sack of coal? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. That's discussion. <laughs> yeah, that's a conversation. So my, I am the type that wants people to be conservative. I do not believe that you need to spend a whole goo gob of money on somebody to show some type of affection just because it's that time of year. Good point. I would say on the, on the back of the family part is also give that person a heads up if you know that your parents are going to give that person uh, a gift. So if you know your mom is going to give your boyfriend or your girlfriend a gift, okay, let them know that so they can be uh, reciprocate that. You know, they don't want to get gifts from your family and oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was, not, I don't have anything to get back. At least give it, if you know your family is going to be giving out gifts, let that person know. So at least they have a heads up in it, so they're not getting caught off guard and embarrassed because they don't have a gift to give back. And then give give your partner the expectations that your family has. My family is the in-the-moment thank you family. Yes. So if you get me something, my family's like, thank you, in the moment. That's it. My husband's family likes thank you cards. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I gave my traditional hug, thank you, my rah, rah, rah. This is the best thing ever. I'm going to wear it forever. Yes. And then I forgot about it. Well, not long after, right, they were like, well, what kind of girl is that? You know, she needs to see the thank you card. And my family is really in the moment. Hey, thanks, man. You know, a firm grip in the hand, right. a look in the eyes. We really love that. you, guy. And that's the end of it. So we don't send each other thank you cards. It did not dawn on me that Darren's family would want to thank you and would hold on to it for the rest of eternity. 
Like, I didn't know pull that up, that was... Pull, up, pull open the drawer. Absolutely. This is a thank you card from 19, uh, you know, 1892, <laughs> post-antipello. Um, so those kinds of things, you have to warn somebody that, hey, my family's really into thank you cards. And it doesn't matter if the other person, like, thinks that that's important or not. They need to know that your family thinks it's important. And I think... It goes even beyond thank you, how the, all other things that, that goes on in your family. You're going through the first time to the first house. Guess what? My family's a huggy family. We're right. a loving, you know, you're going to get a big hug by everybody you meet there. You just need to know. Or, my family's not a huggy, so don't go right. hugging everybody because, you know, they're going right. to turn it off. We're not a huggy family. Whatever well, case my family is talkers, and so when Darren first came to, like, a dinner for the family, I was like, dude, you're going to have to talk because my right. family talks. And when he didn't say a lot, my whole family was like, well, is the boy all right? Can he right. hear? Like, is he okay? Um, other things I had to tell my grandmother, my father's mother, will fix you a plate of food. You have to clean the plate. Have to eat the food. Don't bother eating before you go to grandma's house because even if it's midnight, she's going to wake up, give you a piece of cornbread and some string beans, and you've got to eat it. Expectation is you will finish the food on the plate. And to the end. Otherwise, there's really going to be some problems. And to the very end. And the so, boy did not eat the food. Right, and they, that got discussed, too. So these are things you have to set people up for because guess what? Your family culture is completely different than yes. somebody else's family culture. Yes. So you've got to give that person a heads up of the nuances of your particular family. So they're not being caught off guard. They're not embarrassed. Your family's not embarrassed and setting up for an awkward situation. And you know that those first impressions that people get of your partner are long-term and lasting impressions. Yes. So if they feel like, hey, your wife, your girlfriend didn't send me a thank you card, that could carry out like until death do you part. Good point. Good so, point. So these are things to know. I also have family that's jokey, and, and my husband, can, Darren, can be jokey, and I told him, hey, I've got this one uncle. You don't want to play with him. Yes, you did. You you don't want to joke with this uncle because he will get you will pop out of your casket right. and dance at right. your own funeral. Don't play with him. He don't play fair. He does not. <laughs> and he never forgets. Right. I mean, so, never forget. 20 years later, payback will be coming. Right. We don't want that. Right. And so these are things that you don't let your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, or even if you take a coworker with you somewhere, don't let them get caught off guard. Like tell them that Uncle Billy, like, has a, 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 a twitch. Let them know that Auntie Susie, you know, picks her nose. All those little things so that your friend isn't caught off guard. Right. Don't put your wallet down by Cousin John. Right. Uh, uh, Uncle Bob the Flirt. Right. Auntie, what's the names or whatever. So, right. you know, keep your folks aware of what's going on. Absolutely. And these things will protect your relationship because I have to tell you, I have been at friends' houses where all kinds of strange things happen. And I right. was like, dude. Why didn't you tell me that your uncle, like, literally lived in the attic? Like, why didn't I I know that? Why did he jump down and scare me? Why did you tell me not to eat? Like, I went out to a work event with my mom, like, years ago, and this lady made an apple pie that was, like, banging. So I ate a big, big chunk of it. I mean, it was so good. Little did I know that she put laxatives in all her pies Uh-oh. because she didn't like cooking for the job, but she did it anyway. Why didn't anybody let me know? So I'm bound up on the toilet, <laughs> and they, my mother's calling people saying my daughter's sick, and they're going, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, uh, Miss So-and-so always puts laxatives in her apple pie. Well, who knew that? Why is this nice apple pie that's sitting and no one touched it? That's why. And I got the first thing, so I was right. like, man, I beat the crowd. So these are things that, like, you have to warn people about what's going on. We also took mention coworkers. This is very important. A lot of times during the holidays, there's office parties and things like that nature, and boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses may be involved in that, okay? When you go there, make sure this is not a time to let your entire wild side out. It's still a professional corporate environment. 
some people there may be acting a little wild, but you need to stay on the conservative side, okay? Limit the alcohol, limit the excessive socializing with too many people, you know, follow your boyfriend or girlfriend, spouse in the lead. Absolutely. Let me tell you, um, without naming names, I went to a company party with somebody, and he had a coworker that was a close talker. Mm -hmm. Dude shook my hand and got, like, it was only enough space between me and him for, like, air. Like, there was no extra space. And I was sitting there like, dude is really, like, he was like Wolfman Jack on me. And that was something that was really important for me to know that that person was going to be close. Also, like, the dancing thing, like, you know, um, you have to be really careful not to be suggestive at your spouse's Christmas party. Lay off on the dirty dancing. Absolutely. Okay. I've seen there have been office parties, and is that uh, so-and-so, so-and-so's wife? Right. D- dirty dancing on the floor? Yes. Guess what? That topic is going to be a hot topic for next month when right. everybody gets back. Yeah, from January I've seen second your third, spouse. Right. Uh, rubbed up on so-and-so from IT. What's right. going on there? But then for you guys that know you have spouses that, like, get a little bit nipsy and then they, they start taking clothes off, you should also be careful really not to invite them to those kind of parties. Yeah. I mean, and this is why you meet a lot of spouses that don't do each other's company parties because we all know that coworkers talk. I mean, they talk about how much food. Look at all the food your husband put on his plate. Yeah. They talk about those things. So you guys want to be really careful when you're out because company parties can, like, ruin jobs. Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, that affects the household finances and cause major problems, cause major problems. So you want to be really careful with that. And, like, even last year when we talked about holiday parties, so many people called into the show last year and told us, hey, I was drinking, went to the back room, had sex with a coworker, you know, now I regret it, you know, those types of things. So you guys want to keep, you know, just because you're at a party doesn't necessarily mean you have to sort of get out of control. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the next one, we talk about if you're staying overnight at uh, your boyfriend's house, girlfriend's house, or at the relative's house, leave the lingerie at home. This is not the time to get the skimpy pajamas. Say it again. No robes. Okay, you need to wear family-friendly attire. For Say it again. Home. Okay? Again. It's not the time to have your freaky-deaky stuff with you. Right. And let me say this to you. What you consider, like, you know, my family's into the high neckline, low hemline outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, Cover everything up. There's no reason. So this is why I like hotels just as a backup point to ladies out there and the guys go. out there. I really loathe staying at a family member's house because and they say, oh, I'll save you some money, doc. It'll save you $200 a night, but it will give me anxiety. I would rather pay $200 a night, and then I could stay up all night watching TV if I want to. I, have, I had a great aunt. She passed away. That she could wake up if you blinked your eyelids. She could hear your <laughs> eyelids hit your face. And she would be like, What's the noise? What's going on in the living room? So it was like it doesn't. It wouldn't ever work for me to go over with a friend. Me and my friend in college, my friend girl, went together, and she had us on our knees praying on the side of the bed. And not that that was an issue, but we had to be prepared for being in someone else's domain. Speaking about that, talk about travel plans for the holiday. You know, if you're a couple, talking about where you're going to spend that time. Is it going to spend? How much time are you going to spend with one side of the family? How much time are you going to spend with the other side of the family? Are you going to let people come over to your house for the holidays, mm-hmm. okay? Who can come over to the house for the holidays? Okay, maybe we don't want so uh, cousin so-and-so or aunt so-and-so to come over for whatever reason, okay? You know what? They're not really welcome right now. Can't come over to the house. That needs to be a discussion between uh, a couple of you guys living together or boyfriend, girlfriend, where you're going to spend your time for the holidays. And come up with that agreement. Yeah, we're going to spend uh, one day there or four hours there. We're going to go 
four hours to the next house. We're going to have some, actually, we're going to spend some time with just our, our own family where no visitors are going to be allowed. We're going to spend one day with just husband and wife alone with the kids or husband and wife by themselves. And we're not going to allow any visitors to come over that day because we're going to have our own little family celebration. Absolutely. That could be the case as well. And then I think sometimes not, a lot of people say, that's no, I don't want my whole visit with my family to be scripted, but I'm really big on scripting. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is before Darren and I go somewhere, I might say, for example, hey, when we get there, Auntie Pookie is missing an eyeball and, like, Uncle John shot it out. So don't ask about the eyeball. Like, I mean, I just warn, hey, don't talk about the eyeball. If you hear some movement upstairs, ignore it. Whatever the quirky things that are going on. I also say things like, um, for example, hey, I'm working on a new project at work, but we are not, that is not up for grabs at the kitchen table. That's a great topic, absolutely. What to say and what not to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, we may get a chance to come back to that in more detail. Okay, but what what is the appropriate conversation at the, at the family gathering for? Right? Between so families. That's right or wrong. I'll give you an example. When we first got married, we went, I forgot where we went in New York. We went somewhere. And there had to be 50 people there. And each and every person said, when are you guys going to get pregnant and have a baby? <laughs> it was like they had all been possessed by some kind of pregnancy question, and they had to ask us the whole time. And I, I was caught off guard by it. So moving forward, we talked about, hey, this is how we handled that question. That's a good point. Very and this point. is how you answer that question. And I handle my family, and he handles his. I handle my friends, and he handles his. So in other words, if my friends are asking things like, when are you, oh, I heard you were going to get a new Lamborghini, or we heard you got some hit the lotto numbers or whatever, I shut it down if it's something that we have already agreed we're not going to talk about. Absolutely. That I don't fun. wait for him to be wafting in the winds with my friends trying to clean it up. I, clean, I say, hey, guys, that's an off-limit topic. Right. Not going to discuss. Because each person knows how to deal with their family, knows how to deal with their friends, to put in the language, the tone that's going to get the message across without offending somebody. Absolutely. And be careful, too, because if you let your partner or your spouse or your girlfriend, whatever you want to call that person, answer questions and defend themselves, sometimes they can come off looking like the bad guy. Right. Whereas, like, for example, when my grandmother said, well, what, y'all don't know how to make no babies? I was able to respond with that. Well, Grandma, now we're trying to do, you know, I was trying to, I knew how to respond to her without her getting offended. Good point. Whereas if Darren had jumped into the situation. Me me and the Grandma. Right, right. He would have been like assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody would have came out of the woodwork. Calling cousins out the woodwork. Right. And you don't want that. So you really want to be, and it's not like, oh, when I'm with my family, I have to keep everything a secret. But it is like as an adult when you're with your family, you have to know hot buttons and not hot buttons and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Let's, let's go down and roll them more. This is, I'll, I'll point to an article from the Huffington Post about say this, not that during the holiday uh, gatherings. Okay? They talk about saying what you like and, what, and not talking about what you don't like. Okay? If you're eating, oh, you know, potato salad is fantastic. If you don't like a certain dish, don't even talk about it or bring it up. Say about what you like. Say what's going good in your life. You don't have to talk about all the bad, any bad stuff that may be going on in your life. Right? Absolutely. Say uplifting, positive things. Here's what I like. Oh, your house, yeah, that's a beautiful sofa. Not all oh, the terrible curtains. That's a beautiful, you know, right. something what you like, not right. what you don't like. And then if you, like, I've gone places where I couldn't eat the food, like it just wasn't my cup of tea, right. then I was heavy on the salad. You know, I was like, man, this is the best lettuce ever. And I asked the cook, where did you get this lettuce? I mean, it is amazing. I've never tasted crispier lettuce than this. <laughs> this is so you know? fantastic. Lettuce. Right. I mean, not, man, that pot roast looks dead. You right. know, should I eat that? <laughs> you know? Or, you know, like, I, I went somewhere, this is when I was a kid, and my, I, I, I like cornbread. So 
um, I'm eating somebody's cornbread, and I remember saying, this is like the worst cornbread I've ever tasted. My grandmama's is way better than this. Well, the whole table got quiet. Uh-oh. I was like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, Right. So, you know, I, now I don't have the excuse of being a kid, so I'm just careful of what I say. Also, try and say things that are going to keep the peace and not start an argument. A lot of times you know if you bring up a topic, it's going to start an argument. Mm-hmm. You know every time, because what's the name, your cousin has a hot button for this particular topic. You bring it up, you don't get all upset. Uh, there's going to uh, a virtual argument going to start a table. But you know that. Don't bring up that topic during the holidays. Say stuff is going to keep the peace. I've got a cousin that loves talking about the Illuminati. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> any question I ask, it goes back to the it's Illuminati. It's going to go on for an hour right. about the Illuminati. I mean, with research. With research. So you have to be careful that when you're in these situations that you cue the other party of a hot button, too. Right. So, oh, go ahead. And, and if you're with your family, you know what the hot buttons are. Because sometimes, you know what, you get that little twin inside you, you know what, I just want to get him or her all riled up. Let me bring up this issue. Right. Don't do that. Right. And if you're going to do it, then when you get popped, don't, don't act shy. Right. Or if you're going to do it, tell your spouse or your girlfriend ahead of time, guess what, I'm going to start a little, a little ruckus at this thing. Get your jacket ready so we're right at the door. Right. So we can start and we can be out if we need to. Wait, Darren made a very good point. Have an exit strategy. Now, Hello. Let me, let me oh, tell you yeah. what I mean by the exit strategy. Darren and I have a code word. I won't say it on the air like in case my in-laws are listening and we happen to use it. <laughs> But that code word means 15 minutes to exit. About to wrap it up. So I don't care if it's the best party ever and I say, blah, 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 or he says, blah, 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 then we we start, pa- I say whatever I have to say to start packing up and leaving. Yes, absolutely. You know, so if you have an issue, let's say your mother-in-law and you just don't like each other and being with her is like, you know, watching paint dry. Have an extra strategy, extra strategy where you look at your spouse and say, hey, you know, uh, Jambo. Right. On the ring, though. I mean, I, I've, I've done all I can. I can't stand no more. I can't take right. no more. Right. And it's time to go. Right. If you know you're going to leave early, come and separate cars, you know? That's right. There you go. Um, if you really don't want to go and your spouse is okay with you not going, you know, send a basket and a note and say, you know, I, I needed to stay home and do my underwater basket weaving. It was imperative that I did it this week. I appreciate your consistency in letting me come. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's, that's also another great way if you where physically can't be there, mm-hmm. okay, maybe you're dating and you live at a distance, you can't come in town, or you had to work, whatever a case may be, and you can't make the family gathering, send a fruit basket, you know, you skip the fruit cake, please skip the fruit cake, but send a fruit basket, uh, a nice cake, uh, a vegetable plate or whatever you, that you've made, that way you're still part of the celebration there, and your presence is known, even though for whatever reason you can't make it. Or, right. you, or, you, or you, like you mentioned, you choose not to go. And a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, your in-laws don't want you there either. Hello. You don't want to go. They don't want to have you. You know what I mean? So. We just got to deal with each other because we got this person we love in the middle. Right. So since they don't want you there and you don't want to be there, you can always find a way out. Now, um, I, I'm not going to tell my secret, but for other people, if you don't want to be there, depending on what kind of work you do, you can always have a crisis call in the middle of dinner like, <laughs> oh, no, you know, this is a crisis call. I have to go. Absolutely. Or Set plan. up your phone to ring, call Absolutely. yourself and everything. Oh, I got to take this call. Right. Oh, you know, emergency, Absolutely. I got to go. You don't know how many times we've gotten out of things because one of us had an emergency call. Right. Would you look at that? Look at this. It's a 911. Darren, there is a 911 call. We got to go. And, and go. honestly, instead of getting mad at your spouse or partner for not being able to be around their family, kind of turn it into something funny and, and get your time in with them, but then be able to, to leave when needed. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. 
I'm going to jump back to that L article. In a co- we got a couple questions. Yeah, I have a couple questions. Yeah, I can hit them real quick because yeah. we only have a few minutes. The first question says, this is my first marriage but my husband's second. His children will be with us for the holidays. Any advice on how to keep the situation calm? His girls are 15 and 17. Mm, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Me, go ahead. Yeah, here's the way to keep it calm. You be quiet. I mean, I think the bottom line is, is if, if this is a situation where their parents' marriage dissolved and your marriage happened, for the most part, they probably think you broke up the marriage and they probably think it's your fault. So there's nothing you're going to really be able to do to make the situation calm except for time. So if he's going to be with you and your whole family together and his children are coming, your families are blending, take this time to just have fun, be nice to the girls, uh, don't have anything deep to say, don't ask about their mother. It's really um, phony baloney when somebody asks, oh, and how's your mother? Right. You know, like you broke up the marriage. You don't really care how the mother is. There's no need to ask them that question. Try not to bring it up. Right. I know your mother, father, divorced. We're starting right. to... That, that is so that. awkward. That is so exactly. awkward. I'm a kid. I got to have a dope conversation with a dope. I really don't know. Right. Awkward moment. Big awkward moment. So be careful not to bring that up. And for and for you guys that are... That also, don't try to bring up things about your ex-wife. Remember when your mom was here, uh, we right. had a horrible Christmas, but this year with Susie Snowflake, you know, we're all having a very time. <laughs> Yeah, that's totally inappropriate. That's jerk move. Jerk that's totally move. inappropriate. Now, the kids might blow up a hot button just because they don't want you to be there. Right. Let it ride. Yeah, exactly. Let that's it great. ride. Yeah, don't, this is the time to, to get on your horse and start talking about. I'm the new woman right. sheriff in town. I'm the new sheriff in town, and I'm the one running the show. Hey, let it be what it is, and then you let him deal with the children. Absolutely. You know? So, any other suggestions? No, that's good. The second says. My sons want their father to come to my home for Thanksgiving. My new husband is against it. Should should I allow it? No. Hello. Hello. New husband. New household. Hello. New husband. New household. New man paying the bills. What you can tell your children is now that's that's a good point of what you can tell your kids is that you know I know that it may be difficult for you to split time, but this is our new reality, and I really want to make it as you know as warm and fuzzy as you, for you as possible. But it's just not the best thing right now for us all to be in the house for Thanksgiving. Right. And I know so many families that try that. It's just it's so weird. I mean, so awkward. And there's only a few families that can do it and pull it off right. But for the most part, it was just to do that's that's not weird. To do that. You know. I, I, and I know in high school. I understand school, the kids may want to do right. that, but they don't understand the full dynamics of right. behind. But here's it. the thing: if you really want to have Thanksgiving with your ex-husband, you to stay married. To right. Them. Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't be with another man. New household. You put on. up with whatever he put up with, and you eat his turkey. I mean, you wouldn't be in another man's house. So, right. so let, let the kids know how how horrible you think it is that they have to be separate and how difficult you understand that this is. And it's not but it's not happening. Um, the next thing says that I don't celebrate holidays, but my spouse does. Can I not just show up? It's not. There should have been a conversation before you guys got married. How are you guys going to handle that in terms of? you know, not celebrating the holidays and things of that nature. So I'm not sure what kind of agreement uh, you guys had before, but besides, you did not have that conversation to have that agreement. But I would ask him or her um, husband here, in this case, is it okay with him? How does he feel about it? You know, is it a, you're totally against it? You're of a different faith? Or you just think it's materialistic? You know, explain why you, you don't want to celebrate these things with him. Okay, I think with that, yeah, to help them get an understanding of where you're coming from. To me, this goes back to expectations. Mm-hmm. What were you all thinking about before you got married? Did you all discuss what it would look like? Did right. you discuss, hey, I don't celebrate anything, you do, 
So I'm not going to come to any events and just let your family know, like, however it is that you all set it up. But I can't believe that you're married and now you're just kind of thinking about what to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope you're not. I hope not. But if you are, you've still got a couple of weeks to have a discussion with him. And at least for this year, map out what you want to happen for this year. Nothing ever ha- always has to be etched in stone. But map out what you want to do for the next 60 days. And so it has to be a, a reason why you're not going. You know what I mean? I mean well, what she says, don't tell me how mean, why. I mean, but, but you don't, I mean, are you going to, is it because you're of a different phase that you, you know, because you just don't like being around people and a happy feeling? I mean, why? You know what I mean? So we have three different events. You go to one, so see where you kind of come compromising that. Okay. The next one says, my mother-in-law is coming for the holidays and I just can't do it again. How can I keep um, keep keep the peace? Set your cell phone to ring and leave for an emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your husband the truth. I, I just I can't. Your mother. I just can't handle it. I need to not be here. Uh, schedule a bunch of outings. I'm really good at event planning, so I have movies set up when people are coming in. Movies, restaurants, so much outside activity that we don't have enough time to be sort of alone up on each other. Exactly. Book the calendar. You're gonna be in a movie. You're in a play. Ice skates. It's not like this. FaceTime one-on-one, we got to do a whole bunch of communication. Let's say grandma's in a wheelchair and you can't do ice skate. Take her to a movie. Right, take her to things that you're going to be out and you're engaged in something take else. Take her to a restaurant. Yeah. Take her to Disney on Ice. Let her see the Wizard of Oz. Like, right. Figure out some, even if it costs you your own money to do it, set it up so that you don't have to. Because here's the deal. Even though every, a lot of people tell me they don't like their in-laws, that's your spouse's parents. That's right. your spouse's big mama. That's your spouse's auntie Anne. And so he loves them or she loves them, so you have to figure out a way to get along that doesn't destroy you, yet it doesn't destroy your relationship and, and their relationship with their family. Fantastic. You know, great questions, guys. How do they proof your relationship? And make sure that this season doesn't break you. A lot of people feel broken this time of year, and we want to help prevent that. So see you next time. Have a great week. All right. Good evening. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.